Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mmm. Delightful. Today is Monday, June 1st. Do you know what that means, you guys? The longest May is over. Of course, we're heading into June with quite the bang in many and unhappy ways. Uh, we've going into a burst, an explosion of the racial tensions that have been plaguing us. It's really, um, it's just terrible. Uh, you know, we have a huge problem with the police force in this country and with the way that they treat people of color and... It's been interesting seeing the fallout of um, the protests and the occasional bursts of violence. Um, shockingly enough, most of it seems to be instigated by white people. I'm really wondering how much of this is uh, coordinated. Certainly the uh, KGB strategy of creating, not creating, exploiting divisiveness because they wouldn't be able to exploit it if we didn't have a huge race problem in this country. Um, and Trump capitalizing on his white supremacist base, which has given license to so much, but then the sharing of stuff from the Russian bots on Twitter and Facebook, I think has absolutely um, what put poured fuel on the fire and it's it's not the black people who are causing the problems, guys. I mean, I think this is the uh, the knee-jerk thing is to always come back to, oh, well, you know, they were engaged in criminal activity. They were looting. They were doing this and that and all this. And it's like, no, no, no. Let's, let's look at the origin of the problem here, you know. Uh, these black people who are getting killed by white vigilantes and by white police are pretty much just trying to live their lives. They're like trying to go out and jog, <laughs> walking down the street, just like out in the world doing what people do and, and forfeiting their lives for it. And so I'm not going to spend a whole long time in a political screed here because there's plenty of it. But um, yeah, all of you... Um, my friends of color who are saying that you're exhausted, I don't blame you. It's an exhausting situation. And the hopeful thing that I'm seeing is the people saying, um, people whose businesses have been burned and so forth saying, um, it doesn't matter that I lost my property because property is nothing compared to human life. And... I think that's just, maybe that's why we're all going through this huge crucible, because it sure seems like that's the lesson of the day. It's been the lesson of the pandemic. It's going to be the lesson of these racial tensions that, you know, we have become a country and partly a world economy, but definitely the U.S. has become a place where possessions and material wealth are prioritized over human life, and that human life uh, receives a kind of gradation of relative value. 
you are more valuable if you are rich. You are more valuable if you are from a particular race. And, and those are just um, false values, false values that have to go. So that's my screed for the day. Um, <laughs> the wren, wren agrees, however. <laughs> I am keenly aware of my privilege today as I sit here in my grape arbor in my very quiet community where we are not having um, problems. I'm aware of my privilege and that I've grown up regarding the police as um, someone I could go to for help, not someone at, who would potentially murder me and get away with it. <laughs> so it was interesting, uh, coming off of Nebula Conference yesterday, uh, the Nebula Conference was, was wonderful. It was, of course, all online because... We, we had been changing our language because it had been pointed out that we should not call it a virtual conference. Because it was a real conference, it simply occurred digitally or online. Um, and it was wonderful. There had been a huge effort to make it into, to create a shared space for us all to feel like we were together in a shared space. And it, oh, my the microphone kind of popped off here. I was probably pinching it. <clears throat> One of my mentees even commented, because I had given her an assignment. She had asked me for some. We had uh, mentees just for the conference, and I had three of them. Kind of, I don't know, two and a half, because two of them were a writing team, so they kind of came as a team. Uh and then I had another gal as well. And it was really fun to talk with them. And I think I mentioned some of that on Friday morning. But I had given this one gal the assignment to circulate in the breakout rooms and chat with people and ask them questions just to kind of get a feel for some of the things that we had talked about because I felt like she needed I, – I gave her some kind of tough advice um, – it's, I, it's, it's the kind of advice that I knew would not be easy to hear. And, and she was really good about it um, because, you know, some people, they get advice they don't want to hear and they just reject it out of hand. And she did not do that, but I, I knew it was tough advice to hear. And I thought it might be helpful if she heard it from other people besides me. And by the end of the weekend, she came back and messaged me and said that she had heard that say, and she was starting to feel better about it. It's so much easier when you don't feel so alone in something, you know, like you're the only person that this thing has happened to. So when I told her to, you know, circulate, chat with people, ask questions, uh, and that, you know, she'd already kind of been doing that some, and she said, yeah, that this, she'd attended several online conferences this spring. <coughs> Excuse me. And this was the first one where she felt like she was actually getting to have conversations with people as opposed to just sitting there watching a seminar. So I think that's huge kudos to um, Software President Mary Robinette and our more people than I can name, all of the um, Nebula Conference programming team and our staff 
who just did an incredible job. Uh, and what they did was, in order to create the sense that we were all together, was they created a, a, a virtual ship that we were all in together. And you could <clears throat> print out online a porthole with a green screen. So when you're on the Zoom conference, the green screen showed like nebulae and stuff going past. Um, that was, it was really cool. And then there were other ways that they did it at the panels. They had the panels always start with some kind of shipboard announcement. Uh, the SFF romance panel that I moderated, we started out by announcing that a uh, coven had had a summoning go sideways and now the shuffleboard deck was closed for the duration. Uh, we also had an associated Slack channel along with the Zoom breakout rooms where people could, and there were announcements on Slack. And people really started riffing on it. People started having a lot of fun. And there was um, reporting laser bat sightings and complaining about the room service in their rooms and complaining about strange things coming through the ventilation slats. <laughs> it's fun when you get a bunch of writers kind of riffing on a single story theme. It was, it was really wonderful. <clears throat> and it did feel very much like conference re-entry to uh, come back in on Sunday afternoon and go online, even as we were talking about packing up our staterooms and disembarking and being careful with the time-space continuum shift as we rejoined reality and seeing the kinds of things that had been occurring over the weekend with the protests. I was like, oh, well, there's verisimilitude too, you know, the coming away from the bubble of conference fun and seeing what's going on in the world and there are places for both things um, I think that it's okay to step away of being aware that that's a privilege to do so but <laughs> but don't take advantage of it guys if you're if you're a writer and you're out there listening I, I don't have much sense of who all is listening to this at any given time but there was um I saw some reviewers that I follow talking about an author who was doing a a giveaway related to the protests in order to support people of color and she said you know that it could be either with uh from a, a POC author or um, an author using POC characters. Because, you know, boy, we got to be inclusive of those white people writing POC characters. And, and then she had all these rules for, you know, like how people had to follow her. And it was so mercenary. And it was like, oh, that she was going to donate the money. But it was clearly a marketing tool. And you guys know how I feel about that. That I just really don't like any of the... Uh, marketing ploys that are charity related because I feel like if you're going to donate your money, if you're going to donate your time and your energy, then do that. Don't make it into something that is also a marketing tool. I mean, uh, maybe that comes back around to my feelings about, um, you know, weighing material wealth against human life. I just don't think that we need to make uh, 
the things that we do to serve other people part of lining our own pockets. And that's where I stand on that. So, um, so yeah, I did not write on Friday. It was nice just to focus on the conference. I had some wonderful conversations with people, saw some great panels. Uh, yeah, it was just, um, it was elevating and rejuvenating overall. And so today I'm going to get back into The Lost Princess Returns. Later this afternoon, I am going to do an interview with Grace Straven. Um, she does not do mornings. Her mornings are just not. <laughs> she was like, no. But uh, so we are going to do an interview this afternoon, and I will put it on the podcast tomorrow morning. So I think that will be, um, it'll be fun. Grace will be a little bit of a challenge of an interview because I want to make sure that she tells you guys about some stuff that she, um, that will be useful to you, but that I already know. So she's, she's a little bit of a challenge for me that way, just because she is such a good friend. I'll have to remember to ask her about things that I already know. But I think that, uh, I think it's really useful for you all to be able to listen to these authors and hear about their publishing paths. When I was talking to some of my mentees, I mentioned that, that I had a podcast and suggested one particular um, interview that they listened to because I thought they would find that author's uh, publication story interesting. You know, and even then I hesitate because I feel like I don't really want to be pitching my podcast when I'm volunteering uh, mentoring, but at the same time, it's like, just go listen to this person talk about this because it will be useful to you. So, and let's see, what else? Oh, oh, tonight I have the uh, Mysterious Galaxy event, which will occur via Zoom. If you all would like to tune in, I will include the link in the show notes. This is... Um, the science fiction and fantasy specialized bookstore in San Diego. And we would have been there. We were going to do like a little beach vacation. <laughs> I know I'm going to get over it. Actually, I'm starting to get over this. Um, keep things in perspective, right? Um, so that'll, so that'll be happening. That'll be fun. Uh, my, uh, my, gig at page one i think i mentioned in that was supposed to be like june 13th that is officially canceled bubonicon in august is officially canceled so you know i think we're um we're kind of settling into the new normal now but it's definitely um going to be a different kind of summer and into fall the good news is, is i talked with my mom yesterday and it sounds like we're going to try to get them to come uh, rent a house or a condo or something here in Santa Fe for um, a few weeks in the next month or so, which she was thinking that this is maybe the longest we've gone without seeing each other. And that's entirely possible. I, I um, Maybe when I was in college, we were trying to decide about that. I think there may have been times in college when I saw my family at Christmas 
because I had been thinking about this, Mom. And then I went elsewhere for spring break. And then I think even, no, because we had graduation. I, mean, I was going to say senior year, but you guys came and saw me for graduation. And we did the um, Great Chicago Dress Hunt. Remember that? That was fun. Uh, all of this is shorthand. Sorry, you guys. But I do think that there may have been a time when it, it probably was less on this, though, because I was probably home for Christmas time and through New Year and then came back in, came home in May after classes were done. So this this might be the longest we've ever gone without seeing each other. So I think it would be really nice. We talked about going to see them, but it's very hot in Tucson right now. And it, this is like their January, June and May and June is their uh, January, February and you just don't go outside much. <laughs> so we're working on getting them here, and I'm really excited about that. We can uh, maybe make her be on the podcast again. <laughs> that, I think, was the first time I knew that Leslie Penelope was listening to this podcast because she commented on that for our identical voices. So um, I hope that wherever you are, that you are engaged in the protesting peacefully and safely. It's not worth anyone's lives. The whole point is to protect lives. Uh, if you want to help, if you're not in a place where you can protest, either mentally, emotionally, or physically, uh, there are some great places to donate bail funds for people who are being arrested for protesting um unicorn riot is a good place to look i'll link to that and they have a lot of resources that you can look into and otherwise i hope that um i hope you all you are doing what you can to add to the good parts of the world right all right uh first cup of coffee is part of the frolic media podcast network and you will find other podcasts you will love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will uh, be here tomorrow with Grace Draven. You all take care. Bye-bye.